This is episode number 327 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, it's Jesse, and I'm so excited because today I get to invite you into our To Pregnancy and Beyond program, which is our long time running, almost nine years, non-diet, strength and pelvic floor exercise program tailored for pregnancy, postpartum, and perimenopause. Now, if you register between today, February 13th and February 20th, you are going to get a bonus home gym band pack with a value of $50 sent to your door when you register and start your six months of training. And we are so, so delighted because we are introducing our perimenopause specific workout track to the Two Pregnancy and Beyond program for the very first time. And we know you've been asking us to do this for years now because so many of you, myself included, are getting to that point where we're not in those earlier years postpartum anymore. We are getting into our mid, late 30s, into the 40s and beyond. And our bodies are starting to do some wild and different things to us again. And we need training that is specific to this time period as well, too. Different than what you might experience in pregnancy and earlier postpartum. So please go to the link in today's show notes to get all the details to enroll for to pregnancy and beyond. If you have any questions on if the program is the right fit for you, DM me on Instagram at Jesse Mundell, and you'll get a quick response from me there. Most of all, just so excited to get to know you, train you, kick your buns through our To Pregnancy and Beyond workout program. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. So today we're talking about what to include in your workout, warm-ups, and cool-downs. And you can apply this to any stage of pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. These guidelines can really work for you wherever you are at in the phase and stage of your life. First up, what I want to say is, what I say to all my clients, is that workout, warm-ups, and cool-downs are excellent if you can fit these into your life. And if you can't fit them into your life, we're going to be okay too. Some people feel a lot better when they include warm-ups and cool-downs. And some people just really have a you know, legit time barrier to doing these things. And beyond that, also just feel like if they know they have to do a warm-up, it just seems like 
such a barrier to actually getting into the workout itself. And so they find that skipping a warm up and just getting straight into the workout is a much easier way for them to consistently and regularly exercise. So just know if this isn't the move for you, that's okay. But if you do feel better with warm ups and cool downs, we're going to tell you how to, you know, optimally structure this if it fits into your life. Okay, ready? Let's talk warm ups first. Okay, so main purpose of a warm up, warm up is, I mean, literally that it's to start getting warm. <laughs> I think that that's what we need to remember. More than anything, it is to prepare the body to for higher intensity movement, maybe more challenging movement or powerful movements that might be to come in the workout, but just also to get your heart rate up, to get your breath rate up, prepare you physically, and also mentally, psychologically. Do you do warm-ups? Uh, I would say it depends yeah. <laughs> on, on the workout as well. Um, and I would say if I ever do them, it's very specific to that movement. Like if I'm hopping on the spin bike, the warm-up is going to be on the bike. Like I'm not going to necessarily be doing it off. Um, and I would say it also will depend to, at least when I talk to clients, it, like if they're dealing with an injury or stiffness or something nagging, that's also can be helpful to do in the warm up prior to going into um, kind of a more intense uh, workout. But yeah, I would say it for me, it really it depends. Um, I would say, though, more like specifically in pregnancy, I would say. I included mobility with every strength training workout just because there was the benefits of changes going on in your body, just stiffness that would come up, um, as well as birth prep. So I would say that would be a time that personally, specifically, I always included kind of a warm up and cool down in terms of mobility work. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I'm mm -hmm. the same way. I will generally not do a warm up. But if I'm going to be squatting with a barbell or working up to deadlifting heavier weight or doing some sort of more high impact or power based workout like sprinting, then I find at this point in my 36 year old body that I do need some sort of form up. But otherwise, I just kind of use the first set if I'm going into a strength training workout as the warm up which is what we recommend to our two pregnancy and beyond clients all the time, because generally speaking, they're so short on time and that their brains can't even handle the thought of a warm up. Okay. So within your warm up, what you want to include are multi joint exercises or movements and getting your body moving through multiple ranges of motion, particularly what we would zero in on are the pelvis, the hip, shoulder, rib cage, knees, and ankles. If you can hit those spots in the body, you are going to you're going to be nicely primed for the movement that is to come. And like Anita was saying, adding in specific things that your body needs for the particular symptoms you're experiencing or, you know, have a history of experiencing or injuries that you have or are trying to prevent and avoid from perhaps flaring back up. And I think 
what's really important to know is that warm-ups can be quick. They don't have to be like 15, 20 minutes long. When I'm talking about a warm-up, I mean, that can really be like two to five minutes of stuff. It's not wild for the most part. So examples of this is that we're going to progressively move from what I call lower level to higher level movements. And if you go to our social media account on Instagram at Two Birth and Beyond podcast, you will see an example of what this looks like when the post for this episode comes out. So if you don't know what the names of these exercises actually look like, just watch for that post and we're going to walk you through some of these. So you could do glute bridges, side planks with hip lifts, cat-cow, static lateral lunges, bodyweight squats, and long jumps. So we are progressively and intentionally moving from exercises that are maybe less challenging to more challenging, from less load to more load on the body through this warm up. Sounds good to me. It's good to have those examples if, you know, people are wondering what could be included with the warm up. But yeah, I do say it, you know, it depends on your history, again, injuries and stuff like that. Cause I do find with clients, I'm mostly looking at if they're having any symptoms during that exercise, what could we do specifically? And often it will look very much like what the workout is, whatever it is. Um, so for example, with running, we'll often do various types of lunges, um, leg swings, even bringing in bridges if they want to feel more connected to their glutes before they run. So specific to the actual workout can be helpful. After your warm up, you get into your workout, whatever that's going to be for you. And then following that main part of your workout, you're going to move into the cool down. Okay, so in the cool down, we are, you know, doing stuff that can look very similar to what you actually did in the warm up, but it just might be with a bit less intensity. So in the warm up, we kind of went from lower level to higher level exercises, we ramped up. And in the cool down, we're really taking the opposite approach, we are coming down. So this is the rest and digest type portion of the workout. So we're really just helping to bring the energy down. This could be nervous system down regulation where we are calming down through the body. We're really just mostly helping our ourselves transition the energy into the next part of the day, helping our bodies transition going from this high energy period to whatever you need to then move into after the workout. So for us, for our clients, you might see relaxation type exercises built into the cool down. And we're really focusing on relaxation through the whole body, but specifically through the abdominal wall and the pelvic floor. Again, you can be adding in specific things that your body needs for the symptoms you're experiencing or the injuries that you might have, whatever you might be working on that is particular to you. But again, think relaxation, think coming down from this period of higher intensity that you just went through. And again, for examples of this, check out the post that goes along with this episode. So you can see some examples of cool down exercises could be cat cow. It could be 
holding child pose and breathing slowly through it. 90, 90 breathing, which we love so much. If you can picture it, you'd be on your back with the legs supported on a bench or a chair bent to 90 degrees. And you're just breathing slowly, trying to feel expansion through the chest wall, maybe through the belly and all the way down into the lower back and pelvic floor. And then something like thread the needle or adductor rock backs, where we are getting mobility happening through the spine, through the rib cage, and through the hips as well, too. So those are cool downs. Do you do a cool down? Uh, I would say that exactly like mobility would be more where that fits in. And again, I would say more so in pregnancy. I feel like that's where it kind of hit me the most um bringing that in as opposed to now but yeah it'll really depend on whatever the uh the activity is yeah I never do a cool down let's just be honest about that except if I have done adult gymnastics because if I (laughs) at the end of that I feel like I'm 85 years old so I feel like I need some some work for the body after that but generally speaking I don't do cool downs either and I've been okay. <laughs> so again, just so yeah. you know, these are optimal practices. If you have time and space, like for sure, add these in if you want to. And again, if you're not able to, don't stress too much. Don't stress too much. If the workout is well designed and you are ramping up your intensity progressively through the workout, you're probably going to feel okay too. Okay, so again, if you need examples on exactly what this looks like of how to structure your warm up, what exercises to do, how to do a cool down, and what exercises to include there, check out the posts on Instagram at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast, and we'll show you exactly what these look like. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Two Birth and Beyond Podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at twobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the Two Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher.